Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about how sunsetting has been sunset in Destiny 2. If you're listening to this in any of the other locations, you can always catch me live Monday through Friday at SNTRlive.com. That brings you to the channel where we do these live streams. And I know, listen, I, I, I was like, I'm not going to cover Destiny unless it's really, really big news. And then they drop this massive info dump. I have to cover these things, okay? I, we're, we're still waiting on an update with the ban, but obviously with Sunsetting being reversed and Witch Queen getting delayed, there's simply no way I could conceivably say I'm going to pivot to gaming news and not cover this. This is massive, massive gaming news, especially the topic of Sunsetting. So obviously before I get into this, listen, I, we're, we're going we're gonna to make it very, very clear that... I did support sunsetting. I did. I was fully in support of it. I had. I, I thought it was going to be good for the game. I thought the way they outlined it was going to work. As soon as we got like a day or two into Beyond Light, I was very, very outspoken about how it hadn't been done well, and they had really, really fumbled the ball. It had been very, very poorly implemented. So I very quickly had videos titled Sunsetting Went Too Far, you know, and Sunsetting Issues. It just was not implemented in a very, very good way, and it became one of the single most criticized aspects of Beyond Light, as well as the State of Destiny 2 right now. So I'm not going to try and gloss over the fact that, yes, I was fully in support of it, and I'm still curious what they're going to come up with as a solution, but... The overwhelming response from the community basically required this to be walked back. So, in the State of the Game address written by Joe Blackburn, Bungie recently made it clear that sunsetting would no longer be a functioning aspect of Destiny 2 going forward. Limiting the infusion cap on gear is basically now a failed experiment as Bungie goes back to the drawing board for how to keep the loot pool and the pursuits fresh. Even though I originally supported it, within a few days of Beyond Light, I turned critical because of how poorly it was implemented, okay? The overwhelming consensus from the community was also very negative, and I think for good reason. You know, I really think that it just was not done well. So, what did Bungie say? Alright, these quotes are very important because some people are misunderstanding what's happening, alright? There are people that kind of put me on blast when I said, you know, sunsetting being reversed. It's not being reversed, it's it's being done with. They're not going to do it anymore, okay? So these quotes are very important. With Season 11, we introduced infusion caps on iteration, uh, an iteration on infusion designed to keep Destiny's gear game fresh from release to release and to create a healthy ecosystem for our aspirational content. While we believe in these goals, it's clear our execution was off the mark. So they are sort of targeting the execution of sunsetting. It's not the idea that like keeping the loot pool fresh is a problem. It's the idea of like we did a bad job basically. All right. Infusion caps helped us meaningfully shift the meta in Beyond Light and create a rewards ecosystem that was manageable to balance and monitor. But the system also made our rewards feel like they have an expiration date and have frequently made playing our legacy content feel shallow. We want the rewards you've earned in Beyond Light and its subsequent seasons to feel like valuable tools. You can use in the incredible challenges you'll face in the witch queen so we're making a change so this is what they said now i'm not going to get into how how it works in, in, for like another second here so i'm going to outline exactly the, the the details so what you need to know about what will stay sunset and what won't be sunset but they're making it very very clear okay that 
this was something that they believed in and they still believe in but it was done in a way that didn't work and it also was largely damaging to the player uh, the player morale and, and sort of the goal of like why are you chasing loot okay so they're they're not abandoning the idea of we want to keep a healthy ecosystem with aspirational content and you know we, we, we want to have a fresh pool of loot that's that's not going away okay so how will it work and this is where we need to be crystal crystal clear on this we have made the decision that any weapon or armor that can currently be infused to max power will continue to be able to reach max power permanently starting in season 14 we won't be capping the infusion of any weapons or armor that have not already reached the cap as of the start of season 13 this means you'll be able to take your trustee your falling guillotine and all the high stat armor you've earned this year to take on the raid in witch queen so if it's already been sunset that's not being reversed okay it's not being reversed going forward Anything that hasn't hit the cap yet will continue to be infusible. Now, I don't really understand why they're doing it this way. It's still sort of a quasi-reset. Maybe that's what they still want. I think deep down, they're like, listen, we can't completely abandon sunsetting. We need to have some level of a threshing floor for the bloated loot pool. So it's welcome news to many. Many people are welcome this. Now, unless there's something that you really cherish that's already been sunset, most people are celebrating this. According to our poll, everybody, like what, like 80%, I think of the people taking the poll were like, this is great news, okay? Going forward, this certainly is better for those who felt chasing loot was less meaningful under the shadow of sunsetting. We consistently talked about that. The drop rates on certain items. It's like, you can't do this in a sunsetting destiny. I think my only concern concern about this is we can't hold their feet to the fire now on drop rates we can't say hey we're in a destiny uh, an era of destiny with sunsetting we're we're in a different destiny now you can't uh you can't have these drop rates be so low well now they can really stretch out drop rates now they can really make it take forever to get a gun because they can be like look it's just it just it doesn't matter anymore right because it's not under the threat of sunsetting i know they said they were going to look at the playlist drop rates okay the playlist weapons that we've been complaining about like the you know the the bottom dollar but they also made it you know made it seem like they weren't going to be consistently updating those loot pools and might want to stretch out the value there and that certainly is related i think to the fact that these these weapons are you know they're no longer being sunset so they can drag out those pursuit times let's talk about moving forward because ultimately that's the real question okay if you're not going to do sunsetting what are we going to do moving forward what's your plan and goal for you know keeping content fresh and this is what they had to say while we still strongly believe that destiny needs a method to shift our meta in the game's most challenging activities we don't believe that infusion caps are the right answer we're taking time this year to research and validate a plan that creates a fresh and balanceable ecosystem for our most aspirational content one that doesn't make our rewards feel like they have an expiration date We've learned a lot this year, and we don't want to rush finding the best plan, so don't expect to hear anything about this more until the Witch Queen, okay? So, they still want to find a way to shuffle things forward. They gotta move you forward and get you to chase new items, and this just wasn't the right way. We have no idea what this will look like. Now, we have commentary from Joe Blackburn in an interview with Polygon where he talked about gameplay novelty driving you to chase armor because largely people chase armor based purely 
based purely on the fact that like they needed it it was like well it's been sunset so i need more armor and he said that the main real identity you know marker of armor was mods you basically were building around the mods so you were watching for a high stat roll piece of arms to basically just swap it out with an existing pair of arms or gauntlets that you already have okay so sunsetting was intended to softly prod you forward where every season and expansion some of your items would no longer be endgame viable. That is not what happened. They hit the loot pool extremely hard, they sunset a massive amount of loot all at once, and they barely added any loot in Beyond Light, and so it became a far more exaggerated and poorly implemented system. So my suggestion going forward, and if they're even saying, we're not going to hear more about this until after the Witch Queen. I would think they would want to lay groundwork in Witch Queen with the weapons 2.0 system, improve the weapon system to make us naturally self-prune, and now you've built a framework and a scaffolding and sort of a playground for the weapons to work. For, for the weapons to evolve and motivate you to chase them so by the time you get to lightfall you're chasing truly new and unique weapons whether it is the perks uh, elemental perks or the benefits or the depth or whatever the identity of the weapons could be broadened and deepened without this need to constantly worry about power creep uh, as well as the concern of like are we basically chasing the same weapons that we have now innovation on perks and the actual depth on the weapons themselves I believe that that is where they need to start and going to a weapons 2.0 system would be the right move if we're not truly going to hear anything until well after witch queen then the idea would be Okay, you need to do something in Witch Queen to set this up, to to set the stage. Because if not, my concern going forward is, okay, great, people are happy, sunsetting is gone, but what are you going to truly do to get me to chase guns in Witch Queen and beyond to replace the gear that I have now? As always, if you're listening to this elsewhere, you can always catch us at sntrlive.com. And if you're in the audience, don't go anywhere. We're going to transition to Q&A, and you need to be a member to do that. So click join or use the join command if you want to join into that, okay? Uh, and if you're listening elsewhere, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about sunsetting has been sunset. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the other podcast platforms that are out there, you can always catch me live at sntrlive.com. sntrlive.com will bring you right to the channel where we stream these live. Now, I think we have some repeat questions today, and that's okay. When we get later into the question count, we may be gliding over repeats. Question and answer is growing a little bit. Again, uh, thank you, Chaseman, for fixing your membership as well. Uh, So when we get later in the Q&A, if that happens, don't worry. Nobody's mad or upset. It just happens when questions get submitted, spread out over the course of the morning. The first question coming in from Darksider says, Bungie stated that sunsetting was the reason they stopped making and selling legendary weapon ornaments. Now with sunsetting being sunset, do you see Bungie start making and selling legendary weapons? I, I, I don't know if they ever stated that was the exact reason. I know they said... They were no longer going to be selling legendary ornaments, but I don't know if they logically made that connection. I think we did. Um, I, I, I'm I, around the same time. I feel like they also said that they were going to not ever have anything in the Eververse store 
that was going to be inspired by stuff in the game as far as like making it like the the harpy shell from you know garden of salvation was an example it was clearly inspired by the raid but they were selling it in eververse so around the same time they said this as well so i don't know if they specifically logically connected them maybe i missed that maybe i missed that in a blog post or something i will say this i kind of hope they don't because i think there's more room for them to put items like that out in the game for us to pursue and chase and I think weapons is a great place to start and the example I would give are the adept weapons right now when you get them adept with like the intrinsic shader or whatever it's not that impressive it doesn't look that good Uh, I think an ornament would go a long way I think people would look at an ornament and be like oh that actually looks pretty sweet you know that makes the weapon look significantly different you know, as opposed to just having like an intrinsic skin. Because when I look at the Adepts, I'm just like, man, that just doesn't, it doesn't look that great. And sometimes it almost looks kind of out of place. I think an ornament that could then take a shader would be better. An example that I would give would be like, remember the Awestringer? There was like the Awestringer ornament and it changed the way the weapon looked. And then obviously you apply shaders after the fact. So if you're, if you're looking to give the player a greater sense of vanity and customization, then I think that's a great a great place to start. So I would say don't put those those legendary ornaments back in the Eververse. Reserve them for something to be pursued. Creed with the next question. With the removal of sunsetting, what do you think the players will want to return to the game or be more uh, irritated that Bungie is playing with the loot they delete? Um, oh, do you think the players will want to return to the game? Like, the players will come back and play? Generally speaking, I I don't think this was done to, like, bring people back. Like, hey, you quit, come back and play. I think this was more about the the player morale. I think the player morale issue, uh, you know, that more and more people were expressing, this is not, I don't, like, I don't want to play, I don't want to chase stuff. Uh, and, and honestly, even when people like myself who were like champions of sunsetting and defended it, if I'm coming out and saying they went too far and it's not working well and it's killing morale, like I literally made a video that was like sunsetting is killing morale. You, you can't, you're losing. Like the battle is lost at that point. Everybody turned on it, myself included. It was like, you guys did not do a good job with this. Um, now if they would have dropped, you know, 60 something weapons in the game, and had truly remarkable pieces of loot in the raid and in trials and other locations, a lot of us might have been like, hey, this isn't so bad. We, you know, we would have not necessarily looked the other way, but I think we would have been more receptive to it and not so immediately critical, right? And so the, the fact that they're taking it out, I don't think is like a, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get this. We're going to get this and get a bunch of people to come back to the game. I think more than anything, it's to it's to help engagement numbers stay healthy as well as not make... They don't want people to, like, not buy the next season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what's good? Uh, what's good, Lunchbox? 
they don't want people to stay away next season. I think that's an even bigger uh, that's an even bigger concern that they probably have because that is that's that's how they're built. They're built for people to buy and come back every season. They've they've structured themselves uh, in a way that that's super important to the business structure. And I think sunsetting was a threat to that. So I don't necessarily know if they're targeting people that left. More so worried that they won't buy the next season and slowly play less and less. And also, it was potentially a huge threat to Witch Queen. How many players played a bunch in Beyond Light and then would have would have gotten to Witch Queen and been like, I don't want to buy Witch Queen. You sunset all of my gear from the last expansion. It was going to really, really sour um, what the, it, as far as they're trotting it out. Witch Queen seems to be a big moment for the franchise. It seems to be a significant moment and they want that to be you know, a a hinge or a turning point or whatever, and they can't have that sullied and soured by the idea of like, um, oh yeah, we, everything we got in the last expansion doesn't even work. Why do I want to buy this expansion? They want it to be a really, really strong push, and I think this is a part of that. Um, and even when they talk about sunsetting, you'll see here uh, where they say moving forward, they're like, you know, don't expect to hear anything more about this until after Witch Queen. So it's they're not going to have a really good system in place to freshen the ecosystem and the in the loot pool and keep things moving forward. Doesn't sound like they're going to outline that until after Witch Queen. So Witch Queen is set and it is that stage has been built. That trajectory has been established and they're not going to be able to divert with, with the way development cycles work they, they they're not going to be in a position to gr- like grossly change the setup so um it's it's likely it's it's i think it's likely that they're they're looking at past witch queen to change some of the fundamentals of weapons so that when we get into lightfall maybe you're you're self pruning and you're chasing new stuff and they're not forcing you to um fundamentally changed the way that we viewed and engaged with the game it was going to murder the bottom line at the very least i think it was really going to hurt witch queen you know the 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 seasons might have been okay but i think that was their greatest concern was imagine this going into witch queen like let me paint a picture you got reddit you got twitter you got youtube you got the purple platform and the conversation would be here is the unbelievably long list of loot that you won't be able to use in the end game of Witch Queen. Here's everything getting sunset. You guys remember that list got circulated before Beyond Light and it caused some issues. So, more than likely, they were worried about that happening. All the mouthpieces, all the streams, all even if it wasn't done in a negative way, it would be like Here's your preparation for Witch Queen, you know, guide video or whatever. Here's everything getting sunset. I think it would have been overwhelming for people. They'd been like, oh my word. Like, anything I got in Beyond Light is done. You know? Not to mention, what about, uh, what about the, um, the fact that Witch Queen's getting pushed back? Wouldn't that then also mean that, like, people would be worried about their stuff they're getting in this season, even though it's light-based, power-based, but you can still see it might have caused a lot of confusion. So. 
OG Slayer, with the removal of sunsetting, what system do you think they'll put in place to make us grind new loot? Uh, I personally think that they will just sunset everything in a year or two and basically make us start over again. No. No. Listen, I... I know that it seems like this was just this big failed experiment and Bungie has no idea what they're doing. I get that. But I don't think they're going to come out and be like, yeah, we're going to walk sunsetting back. We really need to figure out, you know, a right here. We, we believe that Destiny needs a method to shift our meta in the game's most challenging activities. We don't believe that infusion caps are the right answer. We're taking time to research and validate a plan that creates a fresh and balanceable ecosystem for our most aspirational content. One that doesn't make our rewards feel like they have an expiration date. I, I can't see them trotting this out and being like, yeah, we tried, guys. Sorry, we're just going to sunset everything anyway. I, I don't I don't think so. That doesn't, that doesn't to me sound like a, po- a possibility. Um, they tried sunsetting. It didn't work. It didn't go over very well. It was criticized before, during, and after. Basically, no one was in sunsetting's corner anymore. I was probably, out of all the content creators out there, I was maybe the most vocal about how it was needed and good. And even after it was implemented, I was like, nah, this ain't the way. This doesn't work resets are fine with fundamental changes and, and, and really large injections of loot right like if in lightfall they completely change the weapons to like a weapons 2.0 system and then they also add a d- stupid amount of loot well then I don't think anybody will care if they're like hey we're we're starting fresh or there are people saying you know destiny 3 it'll be all new or you know who knows after lightfall they said there's another chapter coming after lightfall to end the the, the saga the destiny of light versus dark that saga is ending after lightfall but then they're not done with destiny at that point that's just the end of the saga we're going to enter a new era and a new sort of epoch of destiny at that point in time and we don't know what that looks like could be a whole new reset of the game weapons everything Eknor. With Witch Queen being delayed, do you think Bungie realized sunsetting won't work as they won't be able to replace the loot at the pace items being sunset? Last two seasons also weren't able to fix uh, fill the vacancies. Um, this was likely a part of it, yes. The delay of Witch Queen... It, it, this is what I think people... It, there's two ways to read this, okay? The Reddit way of reading this is to say... Yeah, they um they totally they totally screwed this up. They totally messed this up and um they they just they walked it back and you know, they're probably walking back other decisions that Luke Smith made. He doesn't know what he's doing, right? The other way to look at it is, look man, we tried this and under the current bandwidth timelines and and structure of the game, we didn't add nearly enough loot to make this a viable option. And with Witch Queen getting delayed, this can't possibly stay in the game. It's it's not fitting. It could have fit. There could have been a place in time where this fit. Where a regular method of loot retirement was, was in the game. Right? It could have been implemented at another time. But they ultimately failed to implement it. So I don't, I don't see a way for them to say oh no, we can bring it back, or in this case, I think, and I know I know a lot of people think that like Luke Smith's been sunset, he's been removed, blah blah blah, no, he's been elevated to a larger position. Now, I think his position is more visionary. 
I think his position is more visionary. He's been elevated to a non-detail-oriented position, the executive creative director of the Destiny universe. So, I think they're taking him out of the details because I think he's good for big picture and vision, but I don't think he's good at the details. I think he I think he overswung on some of this stuff. And if you watch the one the one Viddoc, the one Vidoc, however you're supposed to say it, him and Justin Truman, they're the ones in the room talking and looking at the dry erase board, okay? The famous dry erase board with all the years on it, right? Well, I think that's a great pairing, right? I mean, they may have just been doing that for show, or it could have been like an actual representation of their process where Smith's helping cast this big vision of where they need to go, what the eras of the game need to look like. Now that he's over the Destiny universe and a creative, you know, the, the executive creative director, he's going to set those 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 visions and those here are the eras, right? It was Mark Noseworthy? No, no, it was Justin. It was Justin, 100%. You go back and watch the vid doc. When he's in that room looking at the dry erase board, it's with Justin, the guy taking general manager. It was not Noseworthy. Him and Noseworthy are sitting in the chairs. I'm talking about the vid doc from before that. It 100% is that it's the bald guy. It's it's Truman. Um, I think that's his name, right? Justin Truman? Anyways, um, I think that division of labor is probably going to be vital and, and very important to the to the future of the game to keep it from you can't have one guy doing everything you know you can't you can't have one dude doing everything that that it's it's and i honestly think that like if you think about some of the things luke smith brought to the table they don't necessarily square with destiny in the best way armor 2.0 and all the stats and then weapon sunsetting i think he i think he brought things that were I just think too big, too big in, 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 in scope and idea for the actual game itself, you know? Greymane, with the Witch Queen delay, what do you think will happen with seasons? Typically, they're three months at a time for four a year. Do you think they'll further change the release schedule? My tentative theory at this point is that the, what they're going to do is there will be like an age of triumph to carry us to Witch Queen. They've already indicated that like Vogue and 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 um they've indicated that Vogue Dungeons and the Raids will be getting master modes at some point in the future and I think that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to I think they're going to bring bring out some interim sort of season because the stories have already been scoped out so they can't suddenly like inject another season in the middle because whatever the season is that was meant to like hand things off to Witch Queen I I, I don't think they can like restructure that so uh, I, don't, I don't think they can restructure that it's, it's, it's already been paced it's already been plotted out and, and marked out so they would likely just put in like um, uh, an age of triumph where there's like a master Vogue and then master raids remember when they said that there was an accidental thing somewhere about a weekly featured raid and now they said that was coming later that weekly featured raid is likely to happen in that in that in that time and that'll get us by to witch queen 
and I'm sure there'll be other things going on, but I don't think there'll be any major story developments during that time. Um, so. Radical says, does the walk back on sunsetting mean non-pinnacle weapons from former activities, regardless of if they're in the DCV, mean we'll see old favorites like Ostringer, Patron of Lost Causes, ETC, back in the loot pool? I wouldn't be surprised if this is how I picture it, right? They they institute sunsetting and they probably started to reach back and say, here's a bunch of weapons that we think should be reissued. So the weapons at the lectern table, for example, loud lullaby, the weapons from uh, the menagerie. These are all weapons that will likely see a return as reissues in the future. They were probably already slated for it. So instead of like reversing so instead of reversing their uh, their course with all those weapons and like unsunsetting them, they're gonna leave them sunset because they likely had already a plan in place to reissue them. Because they already indicated, and see this is this is actually really interesting now that we think about it. Remember when they said that like the umbrals were gonna be a source for reissues of like past seasons? Whoops, I knocked my own glasses off. That's still going to be a thing, right? That's still going to be a thing. Because under this system, there are items that have been sunset and that can then be reissued through the umbrals. Um, so, what you predicted would happen in Trials actually happened. The playlist cannibalized itself so nobody could win. So they all decided to work together to get the loot. I, you know, I never anticipated that being the result, but yeah, it, it, when the playlist is that dysfunctional, unfortunately, that's a, that's a logical result is that it, yeah, it kind of self cannibalizes and self destructs. Um, kind of stinks. It stinks for the people that <laughs> just want to play and play honestly. I, I, I feel bad for all the people that just want to play trials honestly. Because the mode just continues to uh, to struggle. Zinthos, do you believe there's a connection between sunsetting being reversed with Luke Smith no longer being game director? As you said, he's not focusing on the details of the game anymore. I don't want to read too much into this, right? Like, I know it's like a common thing that we do now. We're wanting to read read the tea leaves and theorize and come up with explanations uh, and, and, and different, you know, oh, well, why did this happen? Why did this happen? Why did that happen? Here's the thing. I, I don't think that they're, they're one and the same. Hey, well, now that Luke Smith's out of here, holy moly, let's get rid of sunsetting he's the executive creative director I don't think he's like what'd you guys do over there what'd you do over there oh nothing nothing Luke (laughs) nothing you're just higher up in the company now and overseeing more of the intellectual property of destiny but no no yeah now that you know ding dong the witch is dead now that you're out of here we can uh, we (laughs) we we can we can get rid of it we can get rid of sunsetting I I don't think so. What I would say is, is that they discovered 
how it wasn't going to work with respect to both timeline of Witch Queen, timeline of seasons, bandwidth of what they can add. You see what I'm saying? Did everyone see this? My chat's being weird. I don't see anything. Okay, so look at it from this perspective. They basically announced that they can't make enough loot and they're going to they're going to hire new people to increase the loot count and we won't really see the increase of loot injection until beyond light. Right? And so when that happens, they essentially say uh we're going to, we're going to have to add new loot, but then they probably also look at, okay, look at how many seasons we have before that can even happen. And when we're in all those seasons leading to that point in time where we add more loot, we're not going to be able to add enough. And not only are we not going to be able to add add enough, like not only that, we, we already have a huge, huge morale problem surrounding this topic. I think they had a logistical problem. They had a pragmatic problem of like, we, number one, we don't have enough people to add enough loot. If we're not adding enough loot, that adds a significant logistical and, 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 pra- and pragmatic problem to the game that we're not adding enough. And second, we, nobody likes this right now. It's not going over really, really well at all. I think internally they were like, this isn't going to work. We're having to delay Witch Queen. We're not going to see a real you know, return on the investment of the new staff members. We're not going to see that until after or for Witch Queen. That's not enough time. And so they walked it back. I don't think they were like, yeah, man, Luke Smith, he's out of here, dude. He just got promoted to a larger, more you know, all-encompassing role. But we're going to walk back sunsetting now that he's gone. I don't know. I think it was a reality. I think the feedback got kicked up through the chain of command and, you know, Joe Blackburn was probably meeting with team leads and and project leads and they were probably like, this isn't going to work. We've got to reverse sunsetting. I have a hard time buying this because a lot of these issues can be seen by regular laymans in the community. How do the expert not see these issues coming a mile away? Um... Because it was a system-wide change, Donut, my only thought process on it was if I come to you and I say, hey, we're going to add a new step in our process here to ensure uh, we minimize errors. How's this going to impact your team? Oh, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Okay, cool. And I go to 10 different teams within the company they're like, oh, shouldn't be that big of a deal. Shouldn't be that big of a deal. Now, when I push the button and I shove that out and it hits every single department simultaneously, it has a different effect. Do you see what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, it's not happening microcosmically anymore. And like, oh, what's it going to do to your team? Team, 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 No, what's it going to do to the whole company, the whole picture, the whole game? I'm not excusing it, by the way. I'm just saying I think in their mind, this was going to have a minimal impact on the game, and it ended up having an enormous impact on the game, given how many departments, how many pieces of content, how many pieces of loot, and how many portions of the game were affected by this. Yo, Blue Art with a brand new membership. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. Your dope and deserve dope stuff. So, again... I'm not trying to excuse it. I think some of these things, yes, they should have seen them. But 
you also just don't know like did they pull the trigger realize it was going to be insanely painful and like also realized there was no way to walk it back it's like we've already we've already pushed the we've already pushed the rock too far up the hill so it would not have mattered if they produced a ton of amazing loot player mindsets would still be the same and sunsetting would still have been kicked to the curb yeah that's the other thing I, I, I don't know I don't think they I think they really really underestimated uh, just how much just how much people were going uh, were, were, were going to really respond negatively you know what I mean uh, someone named Matthew tipped me $50 through PayPal. Thank you so much, Matthew, for doing that. It's very, very generous. What a weekend indeed. Freddie Jackson with the next question. What's a two-parter? Since sunsetting, uh, I have been so diverse in my loadout because so many things good and fun to use, but pre-sunsetting, I was using weapons like Recluse, Mountaintop, ETC, because nothing was at the level for the lower echelon weapon felt not as fun. How do you think Bongo, how do you think Bungie will keep the diversity in loot for the player and not run at a certain OP weapon? Yeah, we kind of already discussed this. Um, we've, we've kind of already discussed this. I, they're going to have to look at loot innovation. It's going to have to be, it's going to have to come down to perk innovation. Perk innovation. If I was in charge, I would be going to the weapon team and saying, you guys need to come up with Epoch's Era's you know something to where the, the 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 perks are innovative and different you know what i mean i just i don't know that's i think that's really really where you're going to see the difference visible player feedback experiential changing you know what i mean it would be that that i think would be the way to do it you can't really fundamentally change what a hand cannon does or feels like. You can't. Can't you can't. It's 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 t- too often I think people miss that in this discussion. They uh they forget they forget that a weapon is a weapon at the end of the day only thing that's really going to change how a weapon feels um would be what it does like what it looks like like a hand cannon that you use now and a hand cannon that you're going to use in 18 months it months is generally going to kill trash ads at the same interval you know what i'm saying you can only kill trash ads so fast before it becomes either too trivial or just like stupid it's like this isn't even a challenge i shoot one ad and they all blow up like how much quicker can you kill the enemies does that make sense think of it this way there's there's a ceiling of efficiency against every tier of enemy you got your trash ads then all your mid lane enemies your captains your guys with shields your majors and then you have your mini bosses and your bosses right there's like a spectrum of enemy okay as you move up that spectrum every single one of those enemies has like an efficiency time to kill meter so trash ads like let's just take a thrall in 98% of the content they're dying really fast even if you go into challenging content outside of like a grandmaster nightfall outside of that you're outside of a grandmaster they're gonna die super super fast 
So whether I hand you a hand cannon right now that's good or a hand cannon in 18 months that's good, they're largely going to do the same thing. What's going to make the hand cannon in 18 months stand out and be different from the hand cannon that you're using now? The perks. And if it's just, oh, well, this one's Swashbuckler and Drop Mag instead of Rampage Outlaw, you haven't really done anything. This is why you would need to go down the road of innovative perks that have visual representation in the game so it feels like I'm doing something different even though I'm killing the ads at basically the same interval. I support the red bars just falling over dead out of fear when I come around the corner. Yeah, they just faint. Right. And the way that it looks. Sure, 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 sure. From a design standpoint, there's a lot of things you can do here. I've always given the example of Minecraft Dungeons. I had a weapon, it was like two swords, and it was really fast. It was like, swash, 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 right? It'd be like, swash, 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 you're just swashing away. And then it would leave like this cloud of poison. And then I got like this big two-handed like scimitar thing. Or maybe not a scimitar, like a poleaxe. I don't know what they called it. And I was like swinging it, and every third swing it would knock back. It was like swing, swing, knock back. And it was slowing their movement. It was putting like an ice effect on them. And then I got a sword that was a one-handed, but randomly a little skull would appear for crit hits. It was like boom, boom, crit, boom, crit, 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 boom, crit, boom, crit. Like it would pop up, and it was really satisfying sounding. Now, again, I've said this before. If you would go through and graphically remove the animations from the weapon and not let you see what weapon I was using and you got like a little stopwatch, you would quickly see I was killing the mobs and the enemies in Minecraft dungeons at basically the same interval, but it looked and felt different. If Bungie can tap into that, well, this hand cannon causes this effect to happen you you know the context that we're using it. We're using it against trash ads. We're using it against mobs. So, give me a visual effect that doesn't disrupt the flow of combat. That I still need to take care of them. But it feels different. It's it's got it's got to go that route. If you don't go that route, then we're just going to continue to chase reload damage and reload perks for till the end of time. And then the guns don't really feel any different. They just look different. So you're celebrating what we would call a side grade. I would rather have a side grade with innovation. Like, side grades without innovation is how you end up with people being, like, super apathetic about about changing their loot. That's why people get apathetic. They're like, it's just a side grade. There's no in- There's no innovation. I have this weapon already. I have a version of this weapon already. We ran into that during Season of Dawn. Anna Ray Senpai. Bungie says that they still want a method to shift our meta in the most challenging activities. What do you want? Uh, how do you want this to work? I think that they'd have curated list of gear rotate each season for endgame. You know, it's crazy, but they've done this before and it worked. Worked really, really good. Worked really, really well. If you want people to use different guns in the end game, you have to incentivize it with positive modifiers. You know, it's weird. It's like when all you do is stack up negative modifiers and negative reinforcement and pain, people tend to respond negatively to that. They either don't enjoy it or they all lean into one meta, one basic build, 
where there's a handful of builds that people sort of, you know, hover around. If you started using positive modifiers and week to week the combinations were different, that's when you end up with really, really fun things like Airborne, Arc Burn, and Specialist. And we all went and roasted Fogoth by jumping in the air and using the fourth hor- the, what was it? The fourth horseman? Is that what it's called? That shotgun was arc damage, it was a specialist, and we also had the airborne. So you would just jump in the air and clunk, 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 clunk. And it felt really, really cool. If they never, if they can't grasp that idea, okay? If they can't grasp that idea, that the way to keep people shifting in the meta and trying out new things is through incentivizing us with power, then this is what the end game will always feel like. It will always be people clamoring to the best damage output exotics or heavies and the best primaries and secondaries. There's always going to be this sort of, I don't know, predictable. There's going to be a continued predictable meta. What would you think of modifiers that affected perks? Like three of the new perks this season get a buff in the end game this week. You could do that too. You could do that too. I'm speaking at 30,000 feet, man. 30,000 feet. I'm way up here, right? The idea is if you want things to shift, be fresh, and shuffle around, you can do it with incentive. You just incentivize it. Week to week, folks are going to shift around and change stuff, you know? That's that. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to feeling like they have to, curated loadouts is not the way, because then you're making them. Do you want to know why I remember doing that to Fogoth? Because we as a community came up with it, thought we would try it, and it was hilarious. It was super fun. So we took pride in it. We're like, oh, that was awesome. That was really fun. Instead of being told what to do... Okay, so contrast the memory of going into a prestige raid layer where they tell you what weapons to use. Compare and contrast that to going into Nightfalls in Destiny 1 when it was Specialist or Small Arms or Rainbow Burn and you adjusted your loadout accordingly and you tried different things. One felt really good and cool and like we came up with it and the other was, it was dictated to you. It's as plain as day. Like it's it frustrates me because they have all the answers to these problems. The incentivization problem in trials, you know, it's like you guys got it right and you just won't go back to what worked for 40 weeks in trials in Destiny 1. You just won't go back to that recipe. positive modifiers that actually modified our loadouts and modified our gameplay and now all your modifiers are negative terrible pain oriented like they're demotivators they're, they don't mo- they motivate people to not play king key says with sunsetting being sunset how do you see bungie nudging us to get the new loot when we can keep a majority of our loot you got to do it with what Joe Blackburn called in-game novelty that changes your gameplay. They already put their finger on the problem with, um, they already put their finger on the problem with, uh, armor, right? Uh, oh, there is a tweet. 
So DMG tweeted, this is exactly why we are moving away from selling legendary weapon ornaments in the Eververse. And that was June 7th of last year. Okay, so that was the reasoning. Thank you. I didn't know if they officially stated that anywhere. Um, so nudging us to new loot, I mean... Blackburn said it. You got to have in-game you got to have in-game novelty that changes your gameplay. Damage and reload perks don't do that. Think about it. When he says that armor is largely dictated by the mods and all people are really doing is is chasing more armor with similar similar stat rolls, we're doing the same thing with guns. You're chasing guns with damage and reload perks. And you're largely not actually... (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? You're not actually chasing a new weapon. You're just chasing another hand cannon that does damage and reload. And so you're swapping it out and it largely isn't any different than the one that you were already using. There's no in-game... There's no gameplay novelty. There's nothing that's changing your gameplay. So... Ashen... Uh, Ashton Hollow says, you think maybe they always planned for this uh, just wanted to sort of reset since they didn't have a sequel in the works also got my god roll wardens really oh finally I cried yeah they need to reissue the wardens and update the perk pool uh, since it's a 120 now I don't think so no there's a lot of people and you know there's theories floating around about the idea that this is Bungie's plan all along you know they wanted to get rid of the mountaintop and the and the recluse or whatever and they this is their way of doing a soft reset I just don't think so I really don't I don't think you make a system wide decision that's largely criticized doesn't go over well isn't even implemented very well to begin with seems pretty inconsistent and then you got to walk it back later i don't think that's a that's something that they planned like it's gonna it's gonna be bad but you know this it'll it'll get us where we want to go i don't think so i think they would have just come out and said that the only way for the loot pool to flourish and grow is 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 to keep it from being too bloated so we're gonna we're gonna cap years one and two and then just move on from the conversation it's not gonna. It's not gonna be a perpetual thing. We're just gonna cap gears one through two. You know, I don't know why they wouldn't have just walked out and said that. I mean, maybe, maybe in in some sinister universe, they would do something like this. So then they look like the hero. They look like the hero, right? You get. You get you get to be the hero, right? They're walking back sunsetting. Yay! Throw confetti. Creature says this is play one from page one of the Bungie playbook. Destroy something and then be the hero for fixing it. They always want us to celebrate when they clean up the milk. You know, when they clean up the milk that they that they spilled. <laughs> Can you show your hoodie? It's just a it's just a black hoodie. Our universe is sinister enough. You should know that. Yeah. I don't know. They could have also just sunset those specific weapons. <sighs> I I don't know. T- 
to theorize that they did this so they could end up looking good I don't think they look good I think they look bad right I think they look bad I think they look clumsy and they look inept they don't look good in this scenario if they would have just come out and said listen year one is essentially all static rolls and year two you know has some problematic weapons in it we're going to sunset those years so we can move forward into a new era of the game and then they just left it at that I, you'd have had some grumbles and some complaints but people would have moved on they'd have been like okay that's fine we basically have shadow keeping forward we can use all these weapons no, no big deal the backlash around sunsetting the pinnacle issues would have been even worse than sunsetting backlash I don't agree with that because I don't think everybody in the community would have complained about sunsetting the pinnacles that wouldn't have made everybody angry sunsetting against the entire game got everybody angry everybody was like I have no reason to chase loot now I don't know I, I, there is, we're, we're supposed to believe that they're that maniacal, that they're that sociopathic, that Luke Smith writes a director's cut, right? And talks about how we're, we're gonna, we're gonna institute, you know, wep, some level of weapon retirement, right? We're gonna institute this and we're gonna do it in this year in this way. And this is the reason that we're doing it, Right he says that that early on and then they institute and it's really unpopular I, I, to, to plan something that far out always knowing in the back of your mind that you're gonna yank it out I don't know I don't know I don't think so what, you guys can spin that theory that's fine I'm not going to endorse the theory it doesn't it doesn't sound like I'm going with Occam's razor here and I don't think that the the most simplest and most likely solution or answer is that this was an elaborate plan so they could look like heroes I think they saw a massive problem and they thought well when we when we rebuild the game restructure the game and turn that corner let's just start capping stuff every 12 months and they tried it and it just didn't work because they couldn't add enough weapons they don't quite have the bandwidth and the timelines to make up for it and they didn't make like ground level systemic changes to the guns like they did with armor 2.0 so you're welcome you're welcome to have that theory we know that Bungie likes to be the hero in their own story but I'm I'm not seeing enough to, to believe this I'm seeing far more signs pointing to they thought this was a viable solution and it just didn't it didn't square with where the game is right now to be honest to be honest i think sunsetting just came too early it just came too early if they would have if they would have waited okay if they would have waited and done it at a time where they could make more you know big systemic systemic changes to the game then it might have gotten further it might have gotten further. At 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 the at the point in time that we're at right now, too many things change at the same time, and so they didn't. It couldn't land with and get any traction. That to me is the is the simplest explanation. Sci Fireman with sunsetting being discontinued, how much attention should be paid to the prismatic matrix moving forward? It'll still be a way to bring back old gear. 
it'll still be a way to bring things back. There's still everything from year one and two that could be reissued. And even Shadowkeep. So, that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff. Robert Jones. Um, and here, let me back up just one second. One of my biggest concerns here, right? This is a pretty big concern. Even though I'm currently banned from the game. <laughs> it's weird to still feel like emotionally invested and concerned as if like I might be able to play again one day, which I might not. Who knows what they decide to do. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trusting and hoping for people to do, to do the right thing, but it's, you know, who knows. However, my biggest concern is if they get rid of sunsetting, it removes a whole lot of pressure on them to address the drop rates of the playlist weapons, the drop rates of um, the drop rates of the playlist weapons, and the four reissued year one weapons. How hard those are to chase. Uh, how incredibly time gated the helm is, and the focusing of the umbrals. This removes pressure from them. It's like, well, who cares if it takes you five months to get the bottom dollar that you want? Sunsetting's not a thing anymore. Suck it up, Buttercup. This is going to take a while to get. It's going to slowly let them reinstitute, you know, Destiny 1 drop rates. And I, I don't know. I, I don't want that to be a thing. I think that's bad for... for for loot pursuit and for player agency. I don't know. And then they could. I know they're looking at buffing the drop rates, Darksider, but they still talk in that blog about, don't they mention somewhere about some of these being like long-term goals or something? I don't know. They could conceivably up the drop rates, but still turn around and talk about how they envision you getting a god roll bottom dollar being a long term grind, which is which is feasible now with the with the, with the removal of sunsetting going forward. You know, if they're no longer sunsetting stuff, then um, Robert Jones says, as an alternative to sunsetting, do you see Bungie doing a system where only certain weapons can be used in certain places? I certainly don't think so. Um, yeah, Darksader says, here they mention they don't want it to be a short-term grind. Yeah, see, that's concerning for me because that's not revitalizing or reinvigorating those playlists. I, I feel like that's a joke. No one wants to play Strikes for months on end hoping to get the God Roll, you know, Royal Entry rocket launcher. That just isn't... They, they have a fundamental misunderstanding of, of what motivates a player to stay in a playlist if it's loot-based. I just think they have a fundamental misunderstanding of how we're wired. I mean, we can see that in the fact that they didn't anticipate, you know, sunsetting response being overwhelmingly negative when they added a whopping 30 weapons in Beyond Light. Um, so... And to answer this question, Robert, I don't think they're going to ever go back to curated loadouts because we rejected it so harshly in Prestige Raid Layers. With Sunsetting gone, this is from Gilly, uh, has your position on Sunsetting reissued weapons changed? I was always in favor of this, as reissued loot is not new loot and shouldn't be held to that same treatment when it's really filler loot. Um, Oh, unsunsetting reissued weapons. 
Yeah, see, I don't know what they're going to decide here. That is an interesting one, right? Like, right now, you can you have a waking vigil that's sunset, but then there's a new version of the waking vigil you can chase. I'm really curious what their plan here is, you know? Also, they mentioned that each season they might or might not add new weapons to the playlist, it seems they expect some rotation or just pure expanding of the loot pool. Yeah, exactly. I saw that too, where it it might not even be adding stuff regularly to those playlists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, It seems... It seems like such a weird strategy to say, well, we're gonna reinvigorate the playlists with a zero agency, zero control, long drawn out loot grind. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to me like a sort of sensible, uh, it doesn't seem like a sensible way to, to handle it at all. So, and then with this one, yeah, I don't know. Like when they reissue loot, are they going to unsunset it? You know, I don't know. I really don't know. They'll, they'll have to come out and say what they what their plan is there because you know let's say they reissue the loud lullaby what are they going to do with all the old loud lullabies just leave them sunset like it's going to it's going to feel really weird to be like so you're not sunsetting anymore you're leaving that stuff sunset and when you reissue it you're still leaving it sunset like what's the point like at that point why what, what, what is the reason there they already goof with the Astral Horizon and the Exiles Curse. There's two versions of Astrals and three versions of Exiles, all of which have different perk pools and are being sunset. God. Did you know that Lono is a Hawaiian god? I do. He's also a character in the movie, uh, in a movie with Christopher Walken. So that's where it came from. Quad says, when the announcement was made, I went to my vault, I took out all the old weapons and was so happy to be able to use them, but doesn't that defeat the purpose as I see myself cycling back to old guns? It, it, it can be counterproductive for sure. It can be. Yeah. Because then you're going to be like, I, I don't care about any of the new stuff. Nobody wants to admit this or be honest, but some of the most ardent critics of sunsetting were the same people that wouldn't chase anything in Season of Dawn. Not everybody, right? Not everybody. But there were people that were loud critics of sunsetting, and they were the same people in Season of Dawn that were like, I I don't care to chase any of this. I already have all these god roll weapons. I don't care. So, it's a potential. Spent $15,000 on fish boots? (laughs) Yeah, the stingray. The stingray. Don't don't even talk about socks to me. Yeah, I know, Eugene. I know, I know. Not you, but there were plenty of people during Season of Dawn. One of them runs a podcast, right? And he was like, I was on a podcast with him about this, right? And this, this, this buckethead genius went and deleted all the episodes with me, so you can't go watch it now. But on that episode, okay, this, this tool bag is like, I'm never going to chase anything right now I don't need any of it I already have all all the god rolls I need right and then when sunsetting rolled around he couldn't believe he couldn't believe that they were getting rid of gear to motivate us to chase new stuff and it's like I don't understand which is it this same genius said that resetting the artifact 
gave him like it was like well why even bother doing the artifact if they're just going to reset it every season like it, it it was just it was just completely illogical and inconsistent position it's like you don't want to chase new stuff because you already have god rolls. You don't want them to reset your artifact because resetting it gives you a reason to play. Once it's all the way fully leveled up, they should just leave it alone. And then when sunsetting gets introduced as a way to move you forward and chase new loot, you hate that and misrepresent that too. Right? It's like, you basically sound like a complaint speaker box. You don't sound like you have genuine thought out positions you were just a complaint speaker box like it was awkward on the episode I was like you're contradicting yourself like I don't even understand what you're talking about like at least people like Eugene have been consistent in season of dawn Eugene defended season of dawn and was like there's plenty of great weapons here to chase there's plenty of cool roles to go and get right and and he chased and collected all those different roles and then he was very adamantly against you know sunsetting that's called somebody with a consistent and and at least some level of integrity, right? That's somebody that has intellectual honesty, consistency, and integrity. And I remember during Season of Dawn being like, if you already have god rolls and you won't chase the existing god rolls, I think on the episode that he deleted, I think I said, this is one of the reasons we need loot retirement, so that you would have a reason to chase the new stuff. I may have even referenced the Taken King. I'm not saying weapon retirement is the answer. We've obviously tried it and the community rejected it as a solution. But at least the people who were critical of sunsetting and were also chasing all of the existing god rolls, at least those people are consistent. So. Uh, Gilly in the mist. Also, do you think weapons should be reissued any further or should they only be reserved for community favorites? I mean, obviously... I think year one is probably the best place to look for for reissues because they were all static rolls. So that's where I would look. Dark Prophet. With an end of sunsetting, do you think that they can at some point reissue previous pinnacle weapons with the intrinsic still enabled with the random but extra perk? Oh, I don't know, brother. That's dangerous ground. A lot of those pinnacles were problematic. I know I miss my Wendigo. Loaded Question was dope. Delirium was dope. Uh, out, the, the breakneck was cool, but man, oh man, I, that gets dicey because you're talking about the mountaintop and the recluse and the and the revoker, some of the most notorious weapons in the crucible. Um, yeah, I don't think you want to go there. I really, really don't think you want to go there. <laughs> uh, Hibusa. I was on board with the sunsetting idea, but the implementation was terrible. But now removing sunsetting creates a ton of problems, aka the astral without quick draw and power creep. What's a possible solution? So earlier, somebody warned me that we might have some repeat questions, uh, and this would be an example of one of those repeats. Um, I'll give you my my quick cliffs notes, but then we got to go to the next question. It needs to come and stem from perk innovation. That's what it needs to stem from. If you innovate on perks, then guns will feel new and fresh and people will cycle, chase, and care. If you don't innovate on perks, everything feels very, very samey and nothing feels unique or standout, right? Now, I'm not saying the position that people had during Season of Dawn wasn't completely understandable. You know what I mean? 
it was understandable for somebody to say, listen, why do I want to bother chasing all this stuff during Season of Dawn? I already have a bunch of God rolls. I understand that position, but that position was also, again, like I said, it was held by people that were like, well, I don't want you to sunset anything either. So it was like, I'm not going to chase anything new because I already have God rolls and I'm sick of, I'm sick of all these, you know, all the same guns. I've already got all these guns, right? And they would also say in the next breath, like, oh, but don't take anything away from me either. It was like, well, I don't understand. What do you want them to do? Well, the true answer is perk innovation. I think that's the best way to change the way guns look and feel and get you to shuffle forward. NA Painter. As much as I like them, how can Bungie justify keeping Warmind cells in the game? I know that they said they will nerf them, but no matter what, you're still looking at primary weapons with the ad clear of a heavy weapon. Why would I ever move forward? Great question. It's a great question that I don't really have an answer to. Right? Nerfing, nerfing them. Nerfing them will likely you know, maybe discourage the universal use of them. Maybe they nerf them and it makes room for some other ideas that they have, like these well springs or whatever they're called, these elemental wells. Um, I don't know. I I don't have a great answer here. So, because it this problem emerged in Borderlands with something called slag in Borderlands 2. It was uh, an element that applied universally to any enemy and it made them take increased damage. And then as they ratcheted things up and made things more difficult, they ratcheted up the efficacy of slag. So slag became not just central, but um, it, it became required for late game, end game Borderlands 2. And if you only have one set of mods that can do this sort of thing, Warmind Cells could easily have this effect of almost being like slag, where why would you run anything else? Even if they're even if they're weaker, right? Even if they're weaker, then that's better than virtually all the other things you can build or whatever. Currently elemental wells are ducky. <laughs> creature says easy elemental wells are better yeah I don't know I don't know just deprecate the mods once they're tuned cells kept in check by their weapon types and slots yeah maybe maybe I don't know it just it just feels like one of those things where they they created something cool so go back to it's funny that they're called Warmind Cells. Go back to the Warmind expansion, okay? During the Warmind expansion, they did the Go Fast update. They made a bunch of things really, really strong. They made the Tractor Cannon really strong. And they, you know, they made all these things. They buffed a bunch of stuff. And when they did that, they created a bunch of problems, you know, for content further down the road that was super, super distant from the Warmind expansion. Ironically enough, Warmind Cells feel very similar. They created something d- dope, awesome, and uh, and and powerful, and they're becoming a problem. And now with 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 the removal of sunsetting, they get to be a perpetual problem. I committed to a build for the elemental wells, and I'm never without my grenade, and I'm rarely without my super. Yeah, I mean, I could see those some of those being really really good, but again, I, I just you know, warm mind cells feel universally efficacious. 
So, uh, one of the new members today learning how to use that Q and A command. Uh, Shaka Zulu Ga- Galaxy Gaming says, "Do you think that they will introduce a new system, and what could it look like?" I think a new system, like a weapons 2.0 system, I actually think is necessary. I really, really do. I think it's necessary. And I think when we got that new system in armor, we self-pruned. We had we had no problem. We had no problem self-pruning and shuffling forward and getting all the new stuff, right? It was extremely easy uh, for us to do that. Then, if you do that to weapons, you're going to have a similar scenario. You're going to have a scenario where people will naturally say I want the new weapons, I want that new system, that depth, that customization, that that breadth that I currently don't have on any of my existing weapons um so that's that's what I would think is they've, if they don't do if, if they don't do this, I'll be honest with you, I feel like they're gonna make it harder on themselves I feel like they're gonna make it harder on themselves a ground level system change naturally gets people to shuffle forward. Thank you, Topcat, for the five spot through Super Chat. I've been saying in this channel for months, but already there's a hard ceiling on efficacy in the game, and the devs have in mind, and that's just sort of where we're always going to get. <laughs> well, yeah. This is why it needs to come, I think, from perk innovation. And again, I think people will more readily switch out loot, chase new loot, abandon old loot if you do a system-wide change that suddenly weapons look different. You know what I mean? Keep it up, bro. Love the stream. Hope you and the fam are doing good. Trying to become a member, but it doesn't let me. I don't have a credit card. Uh, Can you ideal so I become a member? Um, I don't have a way of helping with that. You could use the join button or the join command. I don't know why it's not letting you. Darksider. Now with Sunset and Gone, do you see Bungie might try a new approach? Please no more questions, by the way, guys. Uh, uh, might try some new approaches to differentiate guns between each other. Currently, only perks and scopes really make guns of the same archetype different from each other. Can you see Bungie moving away from the archetype system? man I don't know moving away from the archetype system, virtually every shooter in existence uses weapon archetypes. Um... Even non-shooters like dungeon crawlers, they have weapon archetypes. Weapon archetypes are probably a developmental necessity. I don't know. I don't see them removing archetypes. I don't. I, I, I see it coming from either perk innovation or a combination of perks and mod innovation. The idea I had was you would level up the le- the gun to level 10 energy and then it would look the way that the ghosts and the armor looks there would be mod slots and those mod slots would augment the perks on your gun so you'd have three three mod slots and three perk slots and they would interact with each other it would basically be an evolution of you know dragonfly spec but you would create this wealth of depth i mean archetypes like the fixed rpm adaptive frames no i know what you meant by archetypes i can't see them getting rid of that dark sider i really can't I think those are very, very easy deterministic starting point constants and rules that that I think help with weapon design. I just don't think you can jettison archetypes from a game like Destiny. I, if they do, I would be welcome to it. 
I'm speaking within the realm of like what's possible. I don't think that would they would do it. I think that would be a mountain of work that would would potentially not net them. I don't know. That feels like it would net them way more work than uh, than they probably have time for. Last question from I Shoot Astro: Do you uh, think that the D1 system of weapon upgrades helped the feeling of weapon freshness and it gave the urge to try new weapons? No, and I've fought against this pretty pretty hard um you know people commentating and saying that they feel like we need to go back to the destiny one system where you can like level up the weapons um i felt like that system was generally pretty terrible uh and you had to like put a bunch of time in with the weapon before even knowing what the perks felt like now i've said you could do something uh to the effect of um the more you use the weapon, the perks go up in efficacy. So what you would end up with is, you know, tier one of outlaw, right? The, the tier one of outlaw is not as good as tier three. And the more you use it, outlaw becomes better with time, right? Zigzag says, SNTR, I'm done covering Destiny. Bungie, hold my sunset whiskey. SNTR, dang it, Bungie. Thank you for understanding. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I, I, I think that, I think that the old system in D1, you could evolve it and contextualize it to now to where like the perks are tiered and as you use the weapon, they get better. But I want to know, as soon as I put that gun in my hands, I want to be like, is this a perk I care about? I need to be able to experience it first. I don't want to use a weapon for hours before I'm like, okay, I don't even really like these perks. I don't think that's a good system. I don't think it was a good system in Destiny 1. Destiny 1, everything was stretched out like thin. It was just like dough stretched too thin because they there was nothing to do in the game, so they had to make everything take a freaking eternity. And I, I don't think those were value points. Um to be cherished I don't I don't think so I think that those were I always call them Wilsons you know they were Wilsons it was something that you became you know it became something that you cherished because there was nothing else to really do with the time so now that's going to conclude Q&A but if you're in the live audience don't go anywhere if you're listening elsewhere you can always catch me at sntrlive.com and as always please like share and subscribe <laughs>